Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. And it really is passive income because you literally don't have to do anything. And the money can land in your bank account or you can choose to reinvest those dividends back into the stocks that you've bought. There are some items of clothing, for example, dresses or a t-shirt or a jacket. Those things, you probably don't need to be washing it every single time that you use it. Definitely check out the international section. There are bargains to be had there. I'm telling you. Yeah, it's very good. So infinite... uh Hacking the system, Queen. Yeah. So hacking the matrix. Today, we'll be uncovering the very best money-saving hacks. Are you ready, Pablo? I am ready to uncover them. <laughs> hey, friends, this is Queenie. And Pablo. And welcome back to another episode. Pablo, what's your money win? My money win is that last night we went out with some friends to a very cheap Thai restaurant. And it was literally like $15 per person. And we had like a mains and starters. So good. I love that. The food was amazing as well. So you can still have fun and save money. Exactly. But Quinny, what is your money win? Okay, my money win is that, as you know, we're having a baby and we've been going to these parenting classes. And I feel like once you are becoming a parent, it's like, it's just so overwhelming. There are so many things that you think you need to buy. And Yesterday, we realized that we could actually just bathe our daughter in our laundry room because we have a little baby bath. We can just sit it up on the counter. We can bathe our daughter there. We have room for like a little nappy change station in the laundry room. And we also have like shelves so we can store the nappies and store her clothes in there. And we realized that we don't actually need to buy a nappy change table with all of the drawers and we don't need to buy like a bath stand, which is one of those things that we thought that we needed. And then I I don't know, I'm just like really happy, like really considering purchases before we buy them because I feel like in life, it's so easy to just buy things that, that you probably don't really need, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that's why it's good to actually procrastinate a little bit, still think about your purchase, but then to make like a better or more aware decision based on all the facts. Yeah, exactly. Like we saved around, I'd say maybe $100, $200 just by not having to buy those things. And I think it'll be more convenient anyway. So yeah. That's a good money win, Queenie. <laughs> it sure is. Just remember that anything that we talk about in this podcast is general in nature and doesn't constitute personal financial advice. You can read our full financial services guide in my description. We would also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of our land, and we extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Something about me, Pablo, is I love making money by doing nothing. It is... Honestly, one of my favorite things in life. And the way that you can do this is through passive income. Of course, passive income, I feel like it's a little bit misleading because some passive income streams aren't really that passive to start. But I wanted to talk about some what I think are true passive income streams. For example, bank interest. If you sign up with a high yield savings account or a high interest savings account, you literally just store your money away and every month they pay out interest. 
And you literally don't have to do anything for that interest. It just lands in your bank account. So I think that's like one of the true forms of passive income, like bank interest, super easy to sign up to, you know, these bank accounts. Just do make sure that they are registered with whichever government you're with, because only some bank accounts are insured. So it's really, really important that you are with an insured bank account and just, you know, make sure it's all legit before you start putting money away into you know, different accounts. So that's the first one. Dividends, I think, is another true form of passive income. So it's basically whenever you buy stocks or shares and some of these companies pay a dividend and even ETFs too as well. Like um, usually this dividend yield can be anywhere from, say, 1% to 5% per year. And it really is passive income because you literally don't have to do anything And the money can land in your bank account or you can choose to reinvest those dividends back into the stocks that you've bought. And another one, affiliates, which I think is a really good form of passive income. So if you do have an audience, if you have an online presence, perhaps you can start, you know, linking out to some products that you really love and start earning some commission for that. Um, Rental income. I feel like this could be a passive income stream if you do kind of like maybe have someone managing a property or managing, say, like a parking spot that you have. It can be like a really passive form of income. And finally, royalties, which I feel like when I think royalties, I think Taylor Swift right now (laughs) because like she's just everywhere in the news. Um, So, for example, since she's an artist, she's created this big backlog of content and she can earn royalties on the music that she's created. So another form of passive income. But yeah, those are some ideas on different ways that you can make money by doing nothing. And yeah, one of my favorite things. What do you think, Pablo? Yeah, I think passive income is great. Obviously, like you said, you know, it takes time to set up. But I just want to come back to like bank accounts and bank interest. Like what would be the criteria that you look at when you, you know, pick a bank, Queenie? Okay. So for me, I really love like high interest bank accounts. So I would say anything above, you can find bank accounts with interest above 5% these days. We personally like Ubank, but we've also tried a bunch of other banks. So Ubank is good. There's ING. There is um, UpBank, there's the Macquarie Bank account. There are so many different bank accounts you can check out. So it really just depends on what's right for you. One thing that I would like to mention, though, is that it's also really important to ensure that you, you can meet those bonus interest requirements. So, for example, with UBank, which is the bank that we're with, the only requirement is to deposit at least $200 monthly into either your spend or save accounts, um, and then you can get that high 5% plus interest rate. Whereas a bank like ING, they have a few more criteria because their bonus interest rate is higher. I think it's like 5 point something, 5.5% or 5.35%, but they have a lot more criteria. So you need to deposit at least $1,000 from an external source. You need to grow your account balance each month. You need to make at least five transactions with your debit card, etc., etc. So just make sure that you are meeting those requirements because sometimes you might sign up and be like, oh, wow that's an amazing interest rate. And then you don't meet the requirements. And then it's like, you might as well have gone with a bank with the lowest low interest rate where you can meet the requirements. So, and just double check before you do sign up to a bank account that it is registered and it is insured with your government, because there is this thing called the financial claim scheme. So just in case, touch wood, touch wood, nothing happens to any of these banks, but just in case something were to happen with a bank, 
Um, the government will insure your money up to $250,000 per account holder per ADI. So it's really important to just make sure that they are registered and yeah, your money is essentially insured. Yeah, that's very important. So Pavlu, what about you? Well, my point to, you know, money saving hacks is brands versus no brands. So I think that it's very important to, you know, not just be biased of buying brands just because of the brand name. And, you know, let's say you're going to LV and you buy an LV t-shirt. I think it's going to be the same quality as any other t-shirt that will be like tenth of the price, if not less. But there are also some products that are good to buy branded because of the quality and because it's not going to break. For example, our Cool Cabana, we bought like a jube and it did not last any, like any summer. Mm. And then we had to buy the real Cool Cabana, which was like much more expensive, but that is so robust that we've used it for so long now. And I think it's just being mindful of when buying something, uh, buying something for the quality uh, but also not just buying branded because it says it's better. And you know, like for, for example, we go to the supermarket and we buy diced tomatoes for like a bolognese or like a, a big meal, but it's going to be mixed in like, you know, everything. So we might not need the like best top brand diced tomatoes or things like that. So based on like what the purpose is of the purchase, like think about do you need the branded, do you need the more expensive or do you need the cheaper one? Mm. Very good point. Actually, we have a friend that used to work at LV and he was the one that actually told us that. He said that, you know, he thinks that LV t-shirts are like total waste of money because they're so expensive. You're just essentially paying for the brand slapped on a t-shirt and any t-shirt would be like similar quality. But he did say that the LV bags and things like that, like he was able to purchase them at a discount because he used to work there. So he bought a bag for his mom and it does still look brand new. And he's like, look, the products, they are really good. They are expensive. You're probably paying a premium. But yeah, I think I thought that was really interesting as well. I guess you got to know, like, what are the things that you can cheap out on that you can just get the whatever brand and what are the things that maybe it's a good idea to invest a little bit more money into. But it will last you a lot longer. So, yeah, very good point. Thank you, Quinny. What is your next point? Here's a hack that can help you pay off your mortgage five years faster and save thousands of dollars in interest. And let's say, for example, you have a $500,000 mortgage with a 6% interest rate and you pay $3,000 monthly. That means it'll take you 30 years to pay off your loan and it'll cost $577,000 in interest. But if you choose to pay $750 per week instead, you'll pay off your mortgage five years faster and save $124,000 in interest. So how does this work? You may be asking. That's right. How does it work, Connie? So the way that it works is by paying weekly instead of monthly, you'll technically be paying an extra $3,000 per year. So this will reduce the total interest paid because you are paying an extra $3,000 per year. But this can really add up over a 30-year mortgage. So that's the reason why switching your mortgage payments, but taking the monthly amount and dividing it by four, that will, you'll essentially be paying a little bit of money extra every week, but you'll be saving a lot of money in interest over the lifetime of your loan. And also by paying weekly, you'll also be increasing the frequency of your payments. So this will also reduce the interest that you'll pay slightly because interest is calculated daily. So if you do increase the frequency of your payments, you will also like move the needle a little bit on the interest that you pay. 
So, yeah, that's a pretty cool hack. What do you think of that one, Pablo? Yeah, I think it's great. Well, actually, we've done that like recently, right? Uh, I guess it's good to do the math because obviously you're going to pay every week or every month on average more. And that's how it gets to become cheaper overall. You pay less interest overall, which is good. And if you can afford it, it's great. But I guess it all like, comes down to the math and uh, what works for people. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, Pablo, what's your next point? My next point is regarding laundry. And it's not regarding the baby room, which <laughs> we're going to use as uh, our baby room and laundry room, but regarding detergent. It's just something so simple, but you know when you buy detergent, like you, you look in the, the packet and they tell you how to use it, and usually they're going to tell you use half a scoop for like the front loader machine. It's like, why half a scoop? They put a scoop that's bigger than the normal size, you know, and I think just looking at the, looking at the instruction and usually using half a scoop instead, it's going to be first saving on detergent, but also better for clothes because you're going to wash them like with more water rather than like detergent. So it'll be better. And on top of that, I think, Queenie, you had something, you showed me a video on how often wash your clothes, right? Yeah, that's right. So I did not realize but I had been overwashing my clothes because I used to wash them every single time that I wore new clothes. And yeah, I saw this post and it was like, basically, there are some things you do want to wash every day. For example, like underwear, you know, if you've had a sweaty workout at the gym, you know, you don't, you don't really want to be re-wearing those clothes. I don't know about you, but you know, it's, it's up to you at the end of the day. You do you. That's why <laughs> there's like a circle around you at the gym, Queenie. Yeah. <laughs> a bit far, like one meter away. Yeah. But um, there are some items of clothing, for example, dresses or a t-shirt or a jacket. Those things, you probably don't need to be washing it every single time that you use it, especially things like cardigans, jackets, you know, like you probably only really need to wash them like once or twice a season. T-shirts, you could probably get away with three wears, same with dresses. And jeans, you, you probably don't need to wash them nearly as much as what I thought. So, yeah, that's a really good point, Pablo. And even with um, laundry detergent and laundry powder, I think I was looking at it the other day and I think it's like a tablespoon. That's like what they recommend. But you know, when you get the scoops in the laundry powder and stuff, it's like massive. It's like at least four tablespoons. It's crazy, hey? Yeah, it's crazy that they, you know, incite you to use more because the spoon or the cup they give you is bigger than the normal size. So obviously people first, they're probably not going to read how much and then it's just easy to go more than you should. Yeah, exactly. And the same thing with like toothpaste. Have you ever watched those toothpaste commercials? They always squeeze like so much toothpaste on the toothbrush, but really you only need like a pea-sized amount of toothpaste. And same with soap as well. I feel like we, we use way too much soap. Like if you pump a whole like thing of soap, it's probably too much, you know, like you can always get away with using a bit less and it's probably also better for your skin too. Probably is. And that's why now we start using the bar soap. Yeah, exactly. Bar soap is a good one. Very good hack and better for the planet too. So win-win, win-win-win. Very win, nice win, one, win. Pablo. But another one, Queenie, what is your next hack? My next hack is first home buyer initiatives because I feel like when we were buying our first home, we did not take advantage of these nearly as much as we should. So I do encourage you, wherever you live in the world, 
have a look and see what sort of initiatives there are for first home buyers because in a lot of countries around the world they do try to you know incentivize people to be able to purchase their own home there'll probably be some sort of incentive for you so some ones that are good to look into if you are based in Australia like us would be the first home buyer super saver scheme i honestly wish we knew about this when we were buying our first home um, you can also get stamp duty exemptions. There are so many different first home buyer initiatives and we also have like a free ebook in the description if you would like to check it out and have a look at some first home buyer initiatives. So yeah, it could save you honestly thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah, definitely worth looking at. Yeah. What's your next point, Pablo? My next point is related to small change or like leftover change. And I think it's always, you know, having one spot where you're going to put it so you don't like forget about it and you actually use it because it's nice to have like change or you know when you pay cash you receive change and then you always end up with like this one dollar and this like sense that you're not going to use but actually if you always put it in one place and then get to rethink where it is so you cannot use it that's really good because i think most people they have small change and then they discard it and then you never end up using it so just remembering to put it in the same place and then using it like Maybe you go to the supermarket and then you do like split payment. You can pay, finish your change and then pay the rest on card. Mm, that's a good one. We need one of those at home. We have one of those. Do we? Where? Well, we have like, you know, this small box and then we put the change there. Oh, yeah, yeah. The small box. That's true. We do indeed. I can confirm. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, I feel like this one is like a digital small change, but it's like cashback apps. Because honestly, we were talking about passive income before. I feel like this is also another really, really cool source of passive income. Basically, there are these apps that you can check out for free. So some popular ones are Shopback, there's Cash Rewards. If you're in the US or the UK, there's also Rakuten. And basically by signing up to these apps, they can give you free cashback on your purchases. So you just shop as normal. So you go on to, let's say you're going shopping for some clothes. This little Chrome extension will pop up and be like, would you like to receive like 3% cash back on this purchase? So you just activate it. It will refresh your browser and then your purchase will be tracked. You just shop as normal and then you'll receive 3% cash back for your purchase. And it may not sound like a lot. Like you might think, yeah, okay, $1 here, $2 there. That's not going to, you know, change my life, right? But $1 here, $2 there, over a year, you know, that could be your Christmas present budget. You know, it really, really does add up. So do encourage you to check it out. We also do have some links below in the description if you would like to check out any of these um, platforms. And you can also get some cash back as well with our links. So win-win. Yeah, it's good because it really adds up, you know, and it's good to yeah, just be reminded when you're going to buy something online that, oh, you can get like 2% or 5%. And then it's like free money, literally. Yeah, exactly. I would encourage you to download the Chrome extension. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. ...and like the browser extension, so then they notify you 
whenever you're on a website to activate it because that's been so handy because sometimes I'm, I'm very forgetful. <laughs> what about you, Pablo? What's your next one? My next one, well, we spoke about the LV t-shirts, which are expensive because they're branded. But I think buying high-quality clothes or shoes is really good because I've had like those shoes, not the one I'm wearing, but same brand for five years. They're still really good, you know. I still wear them. And because they are good quality, you know, I've spent quite a bit of money on them, but the cost per wear will be like so low because I've worn them so long. And and you bought these shoes recently and they have like, not a hole, but you know, at the back, they are like really ripped off and they hurt you now because it's so plasticky and you had them for like six months. So I think buying like high quality shoes that even if it's more expensive at first, you're going to spend less overall is uh, good. Yeah, Pablo is calling me out, isn't he? <laughs> I just did. Actually, he was the one to mention it to me because um, I did buy these shoes. It seemed like they would last a, a long time. They costed maybe $100 and I thought they would. But then, yeah, Pablo noticed it the other day. He's like, what's with your shoes, Queenie? Like, there's like foam coming out of them. There's like weird plastic things sticking out of the back. And I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I didn't want to admit it to myself, but it, he was right, you know. And meanwhile, Pablo's shoes that he's had for five years, none of that, like absolutely none of that. So, yes, I'm going to take a page out of Pablo's book, but I'm going to wait for a sale and potentially use some, some cash backups. <laughs> to and, buy some shoes. And maybe some small change from the box. Maybe some small change from the box too. Hey, I love that. I love that. <laughs> By the way, if you have any recommendation for high quality shoes for Queenie, we have a podcast feedback form. And even if you have podcast feedback, just uh, click the link just on the show notes and then you can give us any feedback that you have. I love that. <laughs> Yay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening and for giving us your feedback. We really would appreciate it. So my next point, also related to, I think, high quality clothes, it took me a while to kind of like invest in like Lululemon pieces and like quality gym equipment, but I do see the value in it. They are very comfortable. I would also say that there are other sports brands on the market that I feel like are cheaper and probably just as good quality as Lululemon. But the good thing about Lululemon is they do have this quality promise. So if you have any issues with their clothing, let's say, for example, you have leggings, they start peeling, or if you have maybe like the seams start splitting, you can actually return it to them and they will give you a brand new pair or a gift card to the same value. So I think that that's, that's really cool. And it's really good to see stores actually standing by the quality that they have with their products. And they also do free hemming as well, right, Pablo? They do free hemming, actually. Last uh, month, I went there to, like, not return, but I bought the pants, like, back in December. And then they stopped the hemming for a couple of weeks. But just after that, I went back and then they hemmed my pants. Uh, it took, like, maybe 10 days. They just called me and, hey, your pants are ready. And that's it. Uh, free hemming. How good is that? That's so good. And they look really good. Yeah, because I think they do, like, you know, kind of one size for the length usually so I guess for them it's kind of cheaper they don't have to do all of the sizes but then they hem for people that shorter like me oh Pablo <laughs> yay that's that's really good yeah they look really good so definitely if you buy something from there just check that out if you are on the shorter side like us so the next point what's but the you, next one Pablo you won't be short on cash 
<laughs> That's right. Good pun there, Pablo. So what's the next one, Pablo? Well, speaking of being short on cash is reviewing your budget and on a regular basis, you know, because, you know, you do like your budget like quite uh, often. And I think by doing that, you just force yourself by spending more mindfully in the coming months. So it's just kind of like a reminder of, hey, I'm going to check my budget next month. So I'm not sure I'm going to spend money on this or that. And that's just pretty useful, let's say. It really is. You know, whenever we don't check our budget, our spending goes out of control. It's crazy. So we always do it every month. And also, exciting news, Pablo and I are also launching a budgeting tool. And you can sign up to the waitlist for free down in the description below. It's called Billroo. We are honestly so excited about this because we've been building it for a couple of months Shout out to Lucy and Vivek for helping us build this tool. We are just so, so, so excited to launch it and um, share it with you all. So stay tuned. Yeah, join the waiting list. I think we're going to have like launch in two months. So if you want to be ready when it opens, join the wait list. Yeah, yeah, do it, do it. So my next point, this point, I feel like when I first found out about it, it seems like illegal to know this. You know, like it seemed like it was so strange, like it honestly blew my mind. So that is that if you're a tourist visiting a foreign country, you may be able to get your tax back for some of your purchases. I mean, how crazy is that? Like, I honestly thought like, surely this isn't legal. This seems dodgy, but it actually is legit. So there are so many countries around the world that offer tax-free shopping. So for example, a lot of countries in Europe, um, Japan, Korea. There are honestly heaps of different countries that offer this. So you can get anywhere from 10 to 20% of your tax back for shopping. So let's say, for example, you buy some clothes, you buy some shoes or technology and things like that. Sometimes they give you the cash back directly at the shop, but sometimes you may have to go to the airport in order to get your tax back. And you also need to bring the items that you've brought in your carry-on because the customs people might want to see it. Something to note, though, is your home country may have a tax-free threshold. It depends on where you live in the world. Where we are, it's $900. However, we did go over this threshold once and we declared it to the customs officer and they didn't bother taxing us. So I guess it depends. You know, you might also, even if you do go over, if you declare it, they might not even tax you anyway, but yeah, it's good to be aware of the threshold anyway. Yeah, it's very good. So infinite uh, hack in the system. Yeah. So hack in the matrix. Yeah, yeah, it sure is. It sure is. One thing I guess to remember is that you want to bring your passport with you, you know, shopping. Yes, yes. Because you won't be able to do it afterwards. Like they need to kind of create like a special receipt for you with your passport. So that's why when you go to the custom you can show this paper and get your tax back. Yes, yes, because this only applies to tourists because, you know, obviously you're not a tax resident in that country, so they just want to double-check that, you know, you are in fact not a tax resident of this country. Exactly, and sometimes it takes a bit of time to get your tax back. I mean, so don't really count on it just all the time. Just see it as like extra money because sometimes somehow it takes like months. Yeah, in Europe, in Europe, it takes months. In Japan, though, it's like instant and they give you the cash back directly. So Japan's so good for that. Yeah. So what's the next one, Pablo? The next point is to give us a five star if you enjoyed this podcast. Nice, nice. <laughs> so that's totally free. 
but it helps the money go further. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But on a serious note, you know, you mentioned about the mortgage to pay weekly instead of monthly. Uh, you know, this is automated. So what I want to mention in this point is automating finances is really key. If you want to like make it easier for yourself, like try to automate your investment, automate your you know savings and bills. Exactly. All of these, you don't want to have to think about it and you just want to like cruise and focus on other things. But then that's where your wealth can also like build over time and you don't even have to really worry about it. Mm, very good point. Yeah, I'm so grateful that we started investing automatically because I think if we didn't do that, we might overthink things and not invest. And then we would later look back and be like, damn it, we should have been investing. So that's why I think it's it's really good, like having your finances on autopilot and also bill payments because, you know, some bills, if you pay late or you forget to pay, they add these fees on top, which are just totally unnecessary. So it's another point. But also, if you ever do pay a bill late or there are any fees, you might as well just ask if they can waive the fees um, because that has worked for us in the past as well. You never know. Like That's uh, actually one of my points, but I'll share it with you early, is to ask for discount because you know the worst thing they can say is no. So, you know, asking discount or, you know, reduce fees or things like that. You never know what can happen. Obviously, you don't want to be like, you know, so demanding and like, you know, greedy, but it never hurt to ask. Yeah, if you do it in a nice way, you know, like I used to work in retail, you know, the people that were nice, I would just, you know, that I would do anything in my power to kind of like try to give them a good deal, give them suggestions, maybe even apply a discount if I could. You know, so I feel like you just, you know, as long as you're nice about it, nice to the sales reps, I feel like everybody just wants to help each other at the end of the day, you know? Exactly. People are human. They sure are. They sure are. So my next point is uh, if you are a parent or if you are going to be a parent like us, there are so many different, you know, subsidies and benefits available for parents that we honestly did not know about. So we have this thing called paid parental leave. In Australia, you can apply for 20 weeks of paid parental leave at the national minimum wage, which is pretty good. So it's something that you do need to apply for. So something to look into. And also childcare subsidies as well. Like I did not realize that, um, you know, that there are these childcare subsidies if you do need to put your, your children in childcare. So it's up to 90% and then it goes down by 1% for every $5,000 you earn above 80000 up to a combined income of 530000 So some sort of childcare subsidies available. So definitely worth having a look around to see what kind of like things you can apply for or if there are any benefits. That's very good. You know, it's a good benefit if you're like a parent and need to go back to work. At least you can count on that money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, and I guess the government, you know, they, they have done the math. They've calculated. They know that, you know, it's probably more worth it for them to give paid parental leave and have parents be able to spend time with their kids and potentially go back to work when they need to. So... So what's your next point, Pablo? My next point is, you know, we talk a lot about saving money, but is to actually make more money by increasing your income because there is a limit on how much you can save and how frugal you can be. 
but technically there is no limit on how much you can make. I don't know if there's, maybe there is no limit of how frugal you can be. You've seen my dad. I've seen your dad. <laughs> yeah, but the limit is still zero. That's true, the limit is zero, yeah. Like, that's zero how much you can save or spend every month. Yeah, that's true. Just drink the water in the, in the, <laughs> in the sea. Yeah. But yeah, in terms of like upside, you know, and making money, technically there is not really a limit. So I think finding ways to make more money with the things you already have, like with your own job, starting side hustle with the skills you already have or starting even a business. So I think looking at those things, obviously it's easier said than done, but that's going to pay off eventually, you know, long term. I think so. For us, we started this as a side hustle. Now it's like a full-time job. It's a real business. And it did not pay off overnight, but after a couple of months, couple of years, it started to pay off. So I think looking at those opportunities can be really powerful. Yeah, they sure can be, you know, and um, just dip your toes in, you know, find something you enjoy. And who knows, it could also become your full-time job or even just another extra stream of income, which is also nice. So my next point is looking into tax deductions and keeping your receipts. There are so many purchases that I kind of wish I kept the receipts. And I know every time I do my taxes, like there must be some sort of expenses that I'm forgetting about. So I think it's important for all of us. Now we're in a new year. Keep our receipts. If you go buy stationery, if you go buy some stuff for work, Take a photo of the receipt, send it to yourself. In the future, in Bilru, we'll also have a feature where you'll be able to take photos of your receipts so you can remember your tax deduction. So that will be coming soon, hopefully. But for now, what we usually do is we take a photo of our receipts and then email it to ourselves. So when it comes time to do our taxes, we can go through our emails, search tax deduction, send it to our accountant, and then they can work out you know, if we can actually claim those purchases or not. So yeah, that can save you quite a bit of money. Um, another point, Officeworks has a price beat guarantee. Not sponsored, but they have sponsored our videos in the past, but we honestly love shopping there because the price beat guarantee, they also have a lot of tax tools, etc. So yeah, if you find a cheaper price, you can also ask them to price beat it by 5%. This has saved us so much money on tech. So yeah, another cool one. Yeah, and not just on tech because we actually recently, or recently last year, bought this label maker. Oh, yeah. And this indirectly made us save a lot of money because we label literally everything in our kitchen and now we know where everything is, but also like if we need something or not. So we're not going to buy, let's say we have almonds and we have lots of almonds. So we're not going to buy again some almonds. We know exactly how much we have. Oh, I love this label maker. <laughs> it's just so nice to have everything organized. And I think it also does save us a lot of money as well. And these days they're so much more affordable than I thought. Like we bought ours for $30, but I think they're even cheaper now. Like the prices keep dropping on these label makers. So yeah, it's really cool. The price keeps dropping because I think it's like the printers as well. <laughs> they make money on the refills. Hmm. But I guess it is what it is. You can still save money by having your stuff nicely labeled. That's true. That's true. So what's your next one, Pablo? My next point is actually a small hack for people. So, for example, if you have like toothpaste or sunscreen that's run out, well, it's never run out. Like <laughs> your dad or you'd know, Queenie, you can actually use a pair of scissors and cut it in half and, you know, scrape the inside. And usually you get like at least 
maybe a week worth of sunscreen or toothpaste extra. That's true. That's true. And it may not seem like much, but imagine that over a lifetime, how much money you would save by doing this. Yeah, probably like a tube a year. Yeah, probably. And you've already bought it. Like you don't have to go out and buy new stuff, you know. Exactly. Just delayed as much as you can buy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's a good one. And what's the second last tip, Queenie? So shopping in the international section at grocery stores, there are bargains to be had there, especially when it comes to things like coconut milk, spices. I mean, it depends on the supermarket that you're in. Some of them might be cheaper in the international section. Some might be more expensive. But I think it's always worth having a look to see because in our international section, in our local supermarket, they have these like big packets of spices that are just so cheap. Like they are so much cheaper than the spices aisle. So yeah, definitely check out the international section. There are bargains to be had there. I'm telling you. Yeah. And you can also even find ethnic supermarkets that are even cheaper. Yeah, exactly. Asian grocers, Indian grocers, you know, there are so many good deals. And Pavlo, what's the last point? The last point, Kuni, is, you know, prevention instead of fixing. So what I mean by that is, you know, let's say you don't brush your teeth for one day, everything is fine. Let's say you don't brush your teeth for one week, It's not fine. You probably have a bad breath, but <laughs> your teeth are still okay. But what if you do it for like six months or six years? Then, you know, the day you go to the dentist, they'll be like, what? Like there is like big intervention. And so the same thing goes in life. You know, you want to prevent these things to happen by doing like small things in your everyday life to prevent things to happen rather than fixing it later. So that's why brushing teeth. For me, actually, I started putting some rosemary oil on my hair so I don't lose my hair <laughs> later on I don't have to go to Turkey to do hair transplant and rosemary oil is much cheaper than that probably yeah exactly so it's just like I guess preventing rather than fixing big things later and the same thing with like you know it can be anything in life that you listening to like would be doing think about like the small changes you can make today that can have like a good impact in the future. It's very true. And it's also probably better for your health as well to not have to do these big interventions, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love that. Very good one to end it on. Thank you so much for sharing your tips, Pablo. And thank you so much for listening, everyone. We'll see you in the next podcast. See ya. Bye. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.